Welcome to Security Mutual Life Insurance Company of New York's SML Planning Minute, where we share concise and thought-provoking financial ideas for individuals, families, and business owners. Security Mutual, the company that cares. Hello, this is Bill Rinaldi with another edition of Security Mutual's SML Planning Minute. In today's episode, 10 Common Mistakes Made with Life Insurance Beneficiary Designations, Part 1. We all know that having adequate life insurance coverage is an important part of any plan to protect our families from catastrophic events. As important as it is, it is also something that most of us do not want to think about or dwell on too much. As a result, prior decisions are rarely reviewed and mistakes remain undiscovered, particularly with beneficiary designations, until it is too late. That is why it is just as important to review all your life insurance policies and beneficiary designations on a regular basis. These reviews can help to find and correct mistakes or to make changes to your insurance program to adjust to life changes. Here are the first five of 10 of the more common mistakes made with life insurance beneficiary designations. Number one, failure to review beneficiary designations on a regular basis. Life insurance policies are assets, and just like your mutual funds, stocks, IRAs, retirement plans, and bank accounts, should be reviewed regularly and at least on an annual basis. Each year, any number of events could happen in your life necessitating a change in your insurance coverage and beneficiary designations. Life changes include marriage, divorce, death, the birth or adoption of a child, receiving a significant windfall, having to care for a family member with special needs, a devastating sickness or injury, exposure to estate and inheritance taxes, and more. Any one of these events could be a reason to revise your life insurance beneficiary designations. Divorce is one of the most common events where a review is necessary but often neglected. Most people believe that a divorce will automatically revoke an ex-spouse's rights to life insurance. That sounds reasonable enough, but that might not be true in all states. Additionally, a divorce decree could mandate changes to your life insurance coverage to benefit your ex-spouse and children, so a review is necessary to determine if changes are needed. Number two, naming your estate as the beneficiary of your life insurance policy. Many people believe that naming their estate as the beneficiary of an insurance policy is the simplest way to ensure that the proceeds are distributed in the manner that they choose. Unfortunately, that leads to several complications. For one thing, the insurance proceeds cannot be distributed and used immediately by your surviving family members. The proceeds must first go through the estate probate or intestacy administration process, which could be very time-consuming and costly. Distribution, according to the probate or administration process, may not be how you intended the insurance proceeds to be distributed. For another thing, the proceeds are now part of the public court records, so there is a loss of privacy. Also, the proceeds may now be subject to the claims of creditors of the estate, whereas naming a specific individual as the beneficiary could have protected those proceeds from creditors, depending upon state law. And finally, the proceeds may now be included in the decedent's estate and subject to potential estate and inheritance taxes, regardless of how the ownership of the policy was structured to avoid that result. 
Number three, naming a minor child as the beneficiary of your life insurance policy. There is nothing to stop you from naming a minor child as a beneficiary, but that may not be the wisest thing to do because laws will prohibit the carrier from distributing the proceeds directly to a minor. Instead, a court proceeding will be required to name a guardian or conservator for the child to receive and manage the insurance proceeds until the child attains the age of majority. That court process can be time-consuming and costly. Even at the age of majority, which is typically anywhere from 18 to 21 years of age in most states, how many of these young adults are ready to wisely manage and spend large sums of money from the insurance proceeds? As an alternative, it may be beneficial to create a trust for the benefit of the minor child, naming the trust as the beneficiary of the life insurance. One of the main benefits of a trust is that it can remain in place for many years, even beyond the child's age of majority, and the insurance proceeds can be invested, managed, and distributed as needed by a responsible trustee. The trust may also offer protection against potential creditors of the child. Trusts offer a lot of flexibility and protection, but require an attorney to set up. If the complexity of a trust isn't desired, life insurance proceeds can be left to a custodianship under your state's Uniform Transfers to Minors Act, or UTMA. The custodian will receive the death benefit and can invest and manage the funds for the exclusive benefit of the minor child until the child reaches the age of majority. Number four, failure to name a contingent beneficiary. You should always try to name a contingent beneficiary in the event the primary beneficiary predeceases. Indeed, you might want to name two contingent beneficiaries. This will ensure that the insurance proceeds will go to whomever you intend. Otherwise, if the primary beneficiary predeceases the insured and no contingent beneficiary is named, the proceeds will be included in the estate and be subject to all of the issues mentioned before, including delays and expense. Number five, naming an individual as the beneficiary of a business-owned policy. Often, a business may purchase life insurance on the life of a key employee to help protect the business from financial loss due to the death of that employee, i.e. key person insurance. Other reasons may be to fund a business succession plan, to help protect against a default on a bank loan, or to fund an executive benefit plan, such as a non-qualified deferred compensation or retention bonus plan. In those cases, the business should be named as the beneficiary. Occasionally, the business may want some of the death benefit to go to a family member of the employee, so the business names the family member as a partial beneficiary of the insurance policy. That could be a mistake. As you may know, insurance proceeds are typically received income tax-free. However, naming an individual, such as the employee's spouse, would cause the insurance proceeds to be considered taxable income to the beneficiary, either as ordinary income or as a dividend, depending upon the relationship of the insured to the business. This concludes the first five of 10 common mistakes made with life insurance beneficiary designations. Tune in next week to hear the other five common mistakes. This podcast is brought to you by Security Mutual Life Insurance Company of New York, the company that cares. The content provided is intended for educational and informational purposes only. Information is provided in good faith. 
However, the company makes no representation or warranty of any kind regarding the accuracy, reliability, or completeness of the information. To help reach your goals, you need a skilled professional by your side. Contact your local Security Mutual Life Insurance Advisor today. As part of the planning process, he or she will coordinate with your other advisors as needed to help you achieve your financial goals and objectives. For more information, visit us at smlny.com slash smlpodcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, tell your friends about it. And be sure to give us a five-star review. And check us out on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. The applicability of any strategy discussed is dependent upon the particular facts and circumstances. Results may vary, and products and services discussed may not be appropriate for all situations. Each person's needs, objectives, and financial circumstances are different and must be reviewed and analyzed independently. We encourage individuals to seek personalized advice from a qualified Security Mutual Life Insurance Advisor regarding their personal needs, objectives, and financial circumstances. Insurance products are issued by Security Mutual Life Insurance Company of New York, Binghamton, New York. Product availability and features may vary by state.